I just got a text. Waffles are done. <sighs> Damn it. Welcome to episode 17 of K12 Tech Talk. On this episode, we talk about firewalls thanks to a listener email. We hear Corey's horrible story of bad luck and losing his SAN. And we talk a little bit about how to prevent encrypted emails from entering your Gmail environment. Have a listen. All things technical in K12. This is K12 Tech Talk Podcast with Josh, Chris, and Corey. Hi, and welcome to episode 17 of K12 Tech Talk. This is Josh. I have Chris, who's too tired to talk, and Corey. Hey, Corey. Good morning. This you guys is like my morning voice. No. You you do look like death warmed over, Chris. I I have to say you look really rough. Okay, so real quick, let's let's get our email address out of the way. K12techtalk at gmail.com. Shoot us an email with uh, topics or questions or feedback on how we need to drop Corey for real. Um Give us a give us an email. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Also, let's give a final shout out of the year to our sponsor, somethingcool.com. Uh Corey, you want to talk about something cool real quick? Uh yeah. So they are a company that my district and I think Chris's district as well has used for several years. Um, they do everything from servers to uh consulting to it help uh and they're great uh and you should give them a give jeremy uh sales at somethingcool.com a reach out if you need anything and they take care of all sorts of stuff they're doing your your new virtual infrastructure right they do chris you use them for your phishing uh tests for faculty right yep so they, they do a variety of stuff. You don't necessarily have to be located in Missouri to use them. Um, they have resources available that pretty much anybody around the world could use. So give them an email at sales at somethingcool.com. So fellas, it's New Year's Eve. Um, I know we have a listener email to to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into that right away. Chris, who was I got it? it? All right, go ahead and, and read that. Oh. Keith Sprague. I think from where did I say he, New pro- York. he probably appreciates us giving all this detailed personal information. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> well, he probably said that name wrong. So we're probably fine. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, episode 15 was good. Was Corey on that episode? Yeah, I think so. Hey, uh, real quick, John books. He did good feeling for me last week. Was that his name? Yeah. yeah and we were thinking though. So, we could call him whatever we want. John Books. We could still call we could we could call him Corey. Like Corey is just more like it's like the who, position. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a symbol. It's a symbol of hope. Oh, right. Yeah. Like Batman. Right. Yes. Or I was thinking Prince, the for artist formerly known as known as Prince. Yeah. All right. So get back, get back to this email. Uh, I enjoyed the E-rate discussion. I want to hear more about what firewall you guys are using and why you made that choice. Uh, his school district was just getting going on their 470 firewalls on that list of things to buy. And then we talk, we all use different firewalls. So this can be some good discussion. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Gosh. All right, I'll go. Um, we currently have a 
Fortinet, Fortinet, Fortigate firewall. Um, we ended up, we used to have SonicWall. We had a big old SonicWall NSA 5600, I think, um, until we were DDoSed one day by a lovely student. Um, and the SonicWall couldn't handle it. It, it rolled over and, and pooped itself. It was, it was pretty awful. I called one of the vendors that I use on a regular basis, who isn't a sponsor of this show, and said, hey, I've got this problem. Can you come down and help? And their first words out of their mouth were, hey, we've got a demo Fortigate in the office. Do you want to try and give it a try? I'm like, whatever, just get down here and help. So long story short, they ended up putting in temporarily this Fortigate, and it just chewed up and swallowed and spit out the, the DDoS attack, mitigated it, no problem whatsoever. Once it was installed, I thought, you know what, let's um, let's make sure it's still happening. And I plugged the sonic wall back in and immediately, as soon as I plugged in the WAN connection, the sonic wall rolled over. So that sold me on buying the FortiGate. We've had this FortiGate, I think, for four years. Excuse me. And uh, we really, it's definitely different managing it than the sonic wall. And the, the sonic wall changed their UI and it's awful now. Um, this is kind of similar to the old sonic wall ui but it is different management so it's something it is a change so you have to get used to that um but overall i i like the fortigate i don't have any real complaints about it so josh just totally dumped on sonic wall uh that's what i have uh now i am i'm uh much small not much smaller but smaller than josh's district uh we have a sonic wall 5600 it is four years old um when i got to west county they had a 3600 i think so um, through E-Rate four years ago, I guess, we put on an RFP and uh, SonicWall was the, was the pretty, I mean, it was the easiest choice um, at several, several bids, but we, it does fine for us. Uh, I mean, we use it as a firewall, like we're not doing crazy stuff with it, um, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, but it, it, on a day-to-day -day basis, I mean, besides firmware updates, which always seem to go pretty smooth, knock on wood. I mean, it's just, it seems just fine for us. Uh, I, and I like I get the learning curve on like how to block and allow stuff seemed pretty low to me. Uh, I was able to, you know, figure out the NAT rules and the, and the allow policies uh, fairly easily, which I've heard, and, and I don't have this experience, but I've heard other firewalls that can be a little more convoluted. So no, it's, uh, for us, it's fine for now. And I think, you know, four, it's four years old. So in a couple of years, probably through E-Rate, we'll entertain something new. And I think we, you know, depending on what the market looks like at the time, we might entertain SonicWall again because we've just had a good experience with it. Corey, have you been DDoSed? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So let's let's arrange for that to happen and see if that SonicWall stands up. Um, I will I will agree with you that SonicWall's they have the their built-in wizards for natting and firewall rules and you know hey do you want to build a web or do you want to rule for a web server click 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 it's done um their wizards for that are fantastic they're yeah. i will say i had a learning curve with the fortigate and doing the same thing chris what do you got i was going to say to sonic wall it is easy and i can say that because i set one up and i think that speaks volumes for sonic wall well on the fine. fact that that it's Corey good. that Corey says he's managing his fire his sonic wall and not letting a vendor do it says a lot yeah because Corey uses vendors for everything mm. uh we use a palo alto firewall uh we've had that thing for 
three years. Uh, so we're actually looking at replacing it, maybe to go with another Palo Alto. It's a 3020, um, and it does stuff. And I don't know what your guys' do, but, you know, it's, it is more than just basic firewall, of course. It does stuff by protocol or application. Like we can say, like, uh, show me Google traffic or show me this and that, or you can identify things that you want to say is for an application and then you can do rules based upon that. Uh, lots of controls. It's, it's pretty, uh, heavy, uh, way different than Sonic wall. It's like, again, Sonic wall, you get the click, click, click and it, and it does what you want. This is like, learn how Palo Alto wants you to, uh, make it work. Uh, it does stuff like, uh, wildfire and threat, uh, prevention that we pay for. And those are, those are extra subscriptions. Uh, which is like uh, if your teacher is going to like uh, teacherspayteachers.com and downloading some weird PDF, it scans that thing uh, before it allows the teacher to download it. Um, or it, so like if a neighboring school or some business in California has also looked at that PDF before, uh, it has, you know, signatures, like, is that an okay thing to be downloaded? So you're, you're working with, uh, with others as well. Uh, for that kind of stuff so it does stuff like that yeah the our um chris one one negative thing that i've heard about the palo alto the renewals for the yearly support are pretty ridiculous have you ran into that oh yeah it's like well i think i have that uh, well i can probably I was gonna say can we talk about cost i don't know that we should um i'll just say that a neighboring district up here had a palo alto and when they got the renewal quote they dumped it because they were able to buy a FortiGate for way less than what the renewal was on the Palo Alto. I mean, I don't mind to discuss my renewal cost. Is like, is that against the rules? I don't know. We kind of make our own rules, right? I mean, my re- annual renewal for Sonic was 5,600 bucks. Yeah. I'm paying about half that for the FortiGate, I think. So I buy in three year increments. So I can just say, I won't say what I'm looking at, but I'll say what I had before. So the, that original Palo Alto, 3020 was about 12 grand, but then for uh, the threat prevention three-year subscription, that was 6,000. The wild, wildfire subscription was 6,000. The support was five grand. Every year, that's a three-year bundle. That, that, that's a three-year bundle. Oh, okay, I was about to back, woo. Yeah, I've, I've heard Palo Alto is very proud of, of their product, which everything I've heard of, major major companies use those. I think they're they're fine hardware. Um, I just, from what I understand, it's the renewal's a little high. And you know what? I crazy talked. This is our sixth year with that because I've renewed another three years already. Did you? Yeah. So it's been good. Uh, it's been solid. I, I think the biggest thing with Palo Alto is learning it. Yeah. Have you been DDoSed, Chris? No. Man. A neighboring district, the, the largest one, I think you know what I'm talking about. They, I don't know. It's one of your two. I don't know which one they use. They just went to two firewalls, I guess, with high availability. It's FortiGate. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, we're. Um, I had to buy that firewall out of E-rate cycle. So we are looking to replace that firewall this year with a 470 uh, with E-rate. And those bids are very attractive. So you guys have any uh, interesting things happen this week? I know I did. I did. Go ahead, Corey. So I've been off um, since Thursday. I believe it was the 18th. Well, you only work a couple days a week anyway, right? Anyways. 
Uh, so I, we, I mean, I got three (laughs) anyways, anyways, I got into like, you know, I was in pretty full vacation mode. Well, cause we were supposed to go to Disney, you know, I'm not going to get into it. Didn't end up going to Disney. So, but I kept my vacation. So it turned into Disney into like lazy in the house days. Drinking, drinking at 9am. Legit. Not going to say, uh, uh, lots of (laughs) Xbox, you know, lots of streaming. I've, tapped out all my streams so i got into what's your what's your xbox game right now me and my little brother have been playing avengers okay what's your whiskey of choice right now um last night i had woodford rye last night as in yesterday at lunch Uh, i worked yesterday oh that's right okay so go ahead anyway so i get into this mode of you know pretty you know like work as long as something's not on fire i'm not really thinking about work you know for for several days like the long one of the longest stretch stretches at my job where it's like I've tapped out of work. If your super would have texted, if your super would have texted you on one of those tapped out days, what would you have done? Uh, I mean, I would have replied. Oh, okay. On vacation. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, uh, a company out of St. Louis who, who we normally buy our, uh, Switches and wireless from basically our, our networking company. Who's um, not a sponsor of this show. Who's not a sponsor of the show. So I won't Is say their name. Is his name Brian Brothkoff? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, so through the Desi Access Grant, um, we bought three new switches. And Wednesday, yesterday, the 30th, was the best day for everybody to get them installed. So I came in for that one day. So I'm already like trying to prep myself, like, hey, get back into work mode. Cause this was some pretty heavy stuff. Uh two core switches at two buildings and then an iSCSI switch for our our VM where our VM cluster. So like it was stuff was gonna be down. So, anyways, I'm trying to prep and I wanna I wanna make sure I got everything ready for them guys to show up. So I wake up yesterday morning. The first thing I do every day was when I wake up in bed as I check my emails. It's just something I do. So I'm in bed looking at my emails and I just, I have a couple and one is from uh power school, like power school support who that's our sis. Um, and they sent an email saying, Hey, we can't reach your, like they, they 24 seven monitor our self-hosted server. They're like, Hey, just so you know, we can't get to your self-hosted server right now. You just pay let extra us know for that. Uh, we do pay extra for that. Like you outsource uh, that, that would typically be a technician, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, no, not at all. <laughs> You what guys, do, what do you? You, ho- you don't even host your sis. Yes, I do. Now Chris doesn't. I, I don't. Uh, okay, I'm a hypocrite. Continue. Yeah, hypocrite, hypocrite. <laughs> uh, and so I'm like, okay, this is a power school. The servers dropped before for various reasons. So I, yeah, and I can't get to it at home. So I was like, let me just check the website. Oh, can't get to the website. So and I checked some other stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, we're having a problem. So then I VPN in and get to the switch that uh, everything's plugged into and it's up. But then I notice the 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 iSCSI links are down to the SAN. Everything else in the closet's up. So like, okay, we have a problem. Uh, so then I'm like, okay, I gotta go in and see what the heck's going on. Um, so then backstory, Christmas Eve night, I get an email from my SAN saying one of the power supplies dropped. They had redundant power supplies, one of them dropped. I wasn't overly concerned i had redundant power supplies and they're both in battery backup so i was like i'm just you know i'm gonna let this go so anyways yesterday i get into the and the sand is down it's dead or it's off 
Um, and then um, long story short, come to find out, at first I thought we had a battery backup fail. That's what caused the outage. At first I thought I messed up and I plugged both of the SAN power supplies into the same battery backup. And I thought, okay, that was just stupid on my part, but I did not. I traced the power cables and they were plugged into different battery backups. So after some testing, I figured out what the problem was and it was just crazy bad luck. The power supply failed Christmas Eve night. The other one stayed up. <laughs> and, then you, and then 1 a.m. Wednesday, the other one that, that was plugged in the battery backup, that battery backup died. Holy which cow. Dropped, <laughs> right. <laughs> which dropped the sand. Like just super bad luck. Uh, so simply, I mean, we replaced the battery backup yesterday and we were back up and running. But I do have a question. Um, something I thought about. So the hosts never dropped. The sand dropped. So technically the VMs stayed running on the host. When yeah. I brought the sand back up, the VMs tried, it looked to me, the VMs tried to like resume where they were. And I was having like crazy issues. Like one, we use a network management uh, uh, called Kaseya. Chris uses it too. And like Kaseya was having crazy issues. So I, had to, I rebooted every single VM. And we're fine now, like no issues at all. But I was like, I was trying to think like, is it supposed to work that way? Like your sand goes down, but then all hosts stay up. So technically the VMs stayed running. They just couldn't contact the data store. So as soon as the data store came back online, did those VMs just try to resume where they were and they actually didn't think they were shut down? Did they pause? Did they pause, or they were actually running? You know, I don't know because the first step I did was I just walked in and I got the sand back up. I plugged oh, it right okay. in. Okay. And by the time I then I got into vSphere, the sand was already up. And then, by, but then when I started, like, oh, we're having some weird issues. My my understanding has been that you don't want your host running if they lose connection with the sand. That's always been right. A, I've I've been told that's like crossing the streams worst case scenario your sand goes down and those hosts are still running because they can't contact the data stores that those VMs are living on. Right. Um, it didn't seem good, but it, no. it's fine. And what's funny, the ending of the story is, um, so I get, I literally, as this company's coming in to replace my switches, they're walking through my office door. We get back up and running. I've rebooted every single one of our VMs, every single one. And they're like, hey, by the way, you need to turn those VMs off because we're replacing your iSCSI switch. So I was like, oh, <laughs> so like literally they're going back online and I shut them down again. But we're fine. They uh, got some new Aruba switches in their chassis. They're glorious. Nice. Um, it, uh, they did great work. Um, and we're back. Up. I rebooted all the VMs again and it's been fine since then. So we're going to chalk that up as and now I got the next four days off before mm -hmm. school resumes. Um, so I have noticed over the last, I don't know, month, month and a half, a definite increase in their, their crap emails or their spam emails or virus laden emails that have encrypted attachments that have a viral payload in them. And I know, um, the FBI sent out that, that warning to the state and local governments saying this is definitely an uptick. K-12 is seeing this worse. Um, we were only seeing, I don't know, a handful a year every six months, but now I'm seeing like two a week. Are you guys seeing an increase in this activity or these emails? 
<laughs> I just talked a whole bunch, so I was I thought Chris would talk, and he his mic was muted. I have not because his kids are yelling in the background. <laughs> yeah, um, there's chaos in here right now. So the Tell way them to kick rocks. <laughs> the way that I'm the way that I'm seeing these. Hey is, kids, go kick some rocks. We. Uh, <laughs> I've got that rule in admin console that if a message comes in with an encrypted attachment, that it kind of hangs out in a quarantine until it's approved. And what, what I normally do is I call the recipient and I said, Hey, are you expecting this email from this sender with a, with an encrypted attachment? And everyone so far has been, no, I'm not. Um, and I, I downloaded one and sent it up to virus total and it had uh, some sort of Trojan in it. I don't remember which one and they've all been the same. Um, do you guys have that rule enabled in admin console as well? I don't I do. think I don't think I do. Yes, I do, but we have not seen an uptick. I mean, we actually get very few um of those that catch, but we have the uh I believe it's encrypted PDF and like yeah. office files, I think. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I thought it was just general encrypted attachments because these are encrypted maybe, yeah, maybe. zip files. Yeah. 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 Zip files. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we have that enabled and we do the rule that it goes to quarantine like you do. Cause I guess there's another rule where you can just simply like reject it. Yeah. Um, or you can like, I think there's a rule you can allow it, but then you like, you get flagged that it was allowed or yeah, something I'd, like that. I'd rather have to make quarantine. a decision. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Where am I going? Apps? Um, um, do this right now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do it. I, apps. I don't Google remember. Work, Google uh, workspace. Did you Google, um, I'm pretty sure it's in Gmail. Uh, G Suite rule encrypted attachments. Um, our, the targets for us have been very, very... Um, it's attachment compliance, Chris. Um, our, the, the targets in our district uh, have been two super high-level people. And then the one, this la- one of the ones this last week was a teacher. Um, and the teacher was freaked out about it because it was a... It was like the sender was replying to an email that she had sent to a university when she started her graduate work. Um, and it was it was concerning because it had the actual content of the email. So along the lines, the email was either intercepted or someone gained access to a mailbox. I asked her if she had two-factor two turned on. And she's, she said that she's had two-factor turned on since she's been at, at our district. So um, it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Uh, Security so go, sandbox? No. Sign into admin oh. console. From the admin console, go to apps, Google Workplace, Gmail, compliance. Note, you might find this setting in apps, workplace, Gmail, advanced settings. Yep. And attached attachment compliance. Very good, Corey. Attachment compliance settings. Um, and then click configure. And then what you're going to want to do is enter. So I have two. I have one that affects non-encrypted attachments, and then I I do a rule that uh, adds a adds prepends the subject with attachment detected or a let me see what do I actually put something like external sender or something open like attachments with caution. So I have one rule that anytime we re- anybody receives an email with an attachment, period, it adds to the subject open attachments with caution. And then I have another one that is encrypted attachments and it just simply quarantines. Yeah. I'm only doing the encrypted attachment quarantine. I'm not pre-pending. I think our users would freak out if that happened. I know I, some, 
Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I'm I'm prepending like Corey is, but I'm not doing the encrypted. Yeah, I would there's do. A lot of, uh, there's a lot of options uh, when you do uh, when you do an encrypted compliance rule. Like there's Office documents, and then there's Zip, Tar, uh, and then you can add your own. Like I have like XE, Seven Zip, uh, Batch files, like anything that's encrypted with that kind of uh, with that kind of extension automatically gets quarantined. Surprisingly, I don't see PDF on here. I th- but I thought it just looked to see if the attachment was encrypted, period, end of sentence. Because that's why I'm, I'm, it's catching, I thought it was catching, I'll have to go in and look, I'm not. Because I know for certain we, we catch PDFs, because that's the ones we've caught before. Yeah, see the ones I'm catching are zip files that are password Maybe. protected. Uh. Um, shoot, I was going to ask a question. Oh, I know of a handful of districts that have this compliance rule turned on and any message from outside their district gets a header at the top of the, of the body of the message, like red letters that say, you know, warning this originated from an outside source. Um, again, I think our, my users would not like that. I think that's a little heavy handed. Um, but I find it, I do find it interesting that you guys are prepending your subjects. Which I've been doing that for, Oh, a while now. I'd say this is our second school year that we've been doing that. Really? Yeah. And we had to do yeah. a small campaign to like let users know like this is a change that's happening. Huh. Was that? Be- I feel before? like I got that from somewhere, some sort of conference, or because I feel like several of us, and yep. maybe it was an IRC, which is I think Discord it was. An, now. We yeah. Did it at, I think we that did was it at it. the same time. Yeah, I I remember doing mine at the same time after a discussion in Discord. Um. Yeah. So interesting just trying so to make it looks like it looks like office documents it says doc excel powerpoint but pdf is included in that they just don't list pdf because i was starting to i was starting to question myself here and you have check marked the one that says if encrypted which are encrypted yeah which office. really office documents can not be encrypted and still contain a macro that would jack you up Right, which then we so we block macros by group policy. Yeah, I think I'm doing for the same everyone. thing. Do you do yeah. all back at that screen? Do you do office and then also attachment? I do. I do office documents which are encrypted, and then compressed files and archives okay. which are encrypted. And then I have like a list of like eight in custom file types, like eight additional things. And then I think there's a setting in there that you can define who to alert when that quarantine yes. is triggered. Yes. Um, so then whoever is alerted has to go in and, and manually either reject or allow. And there's an option to, uh, you can notify the sender when the mail is quarantined too. We don't do that. No, I, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Yeah. So right, just learned something. and that you have to be careful with this though. So, we uh, we switched accounting uh, programs, payroll programs, um, and this was this was actually catching. So our pay stubs are in email now, encrypted PDFs, and this was catching it. So then I had to uh, make a, an allow rule, um, like from this sender, do not do not like bypass or bypass this rule if from this sender. Because the first time, the first time the we sent out pay, nobody got them, and they called like, hey, I tried to do this like an hour ago. And she did it like three times. So then when I figured it out, uh, it sent three three times. 
Yeah. I we, learned something today. Yeah, he did. And it sounded like he was making no listen, listen to us for Chris making live changes to his G yeah. console. Bam, bam, bam. My role here, like I <laughs> I like I ask questions that I already know the answer to. <laughs> oh, okay. You just don't implement them. <laughs> uh hopes for the new year. Well, I bought a scooter. I hope oh. to get some scooter time in. I uh, hope you don't kill yourself. Bought a Honda Ruckus. 50 cc top speed so far is 35 but you're 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 modding it right no <laughs> i 49 cc right yeah but it's 40 listen but in ruck talk like it's 49 point something something so we the community we just say 50 cc ah the community okay <laughs> the scooter community the scooter com- i put what's some what's some your re- what's some- your biker name chris mm. oh right i did watch this video though i was watching this uh youtube video this guy was like when you get a when you get a ruckus you're gonna get asked three things when people stop you they're gonna say what is it how fast does it go and how much did you pay for that and i was going for a small trip and my neighbors stopped me uh, these two guys and i stopped and they said what is that thing (laughs) how fast does it go how much you spend on it and i was cracking up because that's exactly what the video said was going to happen. You're mine, right? Yeah, I got. I put some foot pegs on that thing because you know. I thought you, you were going to do some stuff to the engine. Well, I don't. I don't know much about small engines, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You have so a leather far, jacket. So yet? far, it's all been cosmetic. <laughs> Instead of uh, like the regular washers, I bought some red ones to give it some pop. Mm. And I swapped out washers. I bought a cell phone holder so that can be my speedometer. Are you going to drive this to work some? Oh, yes. I, I really hope you never lay that thing down because you're you're not walking away from that. So it's street legal? Yeah. yeah. You can. You can. So do you have it licensed and stuff? Don't have don't to. have a license. Really? It's 49 cc's. That's, that's why it's 49. Oh, that, uh, that's the cutoff? Yeah. I do have liability insurance. Just running me four bucks a month until your kid starts driving. Do you wear a full face helmet? I think my wife would like for me to, but so far you I just wear not. the. He- hey, you in Missouri, you don't, you don't have to wear a helmet in Missouri, buddy. You can tell her. I thought you did. I thought it was no. Illinois. You didn't have to. No, wear No, Missouri, helmet. Missouri passed it too. We're mm. so you wear no helmet. No helmet, but I've barely gone anywhere. Yeah, it's been cold. I did take it out for a night ride last night. Oh my god! <laughs> is this a midlife crisis? I think so. It could be your your goatee is getting rather gray and I, big. Whoa, that's my chin. I mean, look, I think it's pretty. I mean, it's it's that's probably in, the puffiest you, it's ever been. You guys impressed? Yeah. Thank you. Has Josh ever had facial hair? I can't grow. I have. I've. I look like a dog with mange on my face. <laughs> mm. What's your hopes? Uh, yeah. What are you going? What's your, for, Josh? what's your hopes? No downtime. We're getting mm. a new virtual infrastructure to be like Chris. Oh. Yeah, the the five nine Chris. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, guys. Well. Any wild plans for tonight, Chris? You said you were up till two thirty last night. Holla, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my mom is watching the kids, but 
it's like the weather is really messing everything up. Like, you know, it's like, we don't want to go somewhere and then freezing rain comes in. And then I don't want to be then like, okay, the other option is me staying home. Let's grill some nice food. Well, I don't want to be out grilling in the freezing rain either. And I'm not sure how well I got a Blackstone. Well, you got one too. Like, I don't know, like when it gets too cold, when that thing just like starts to struggle. Oh, nah. so Christmas morning. Well, I have a camp chef though. So maybe this is no, that, like mine's like, just an open like there's yeah, no that's a direct, but that's a direct flame though man that no mine went out but Christmas morning it was super it was windy, windy and it was like oh, yeah 10. that would be the wind it I was, was like, worried about like, it was like ten degrees I was worried about yeah I'm out there in twenty degree weather nah you'll burgers. be fine you'll be fine fire fires fire it's I'm still gonna really suck make your wife do it <laughs> Christmas morning I was outside at five fifteen putting on four racks of ribs how they turn out. My smoker for the first time ever would not start. I was freaking out. <laughs> After four attempts, I, I was like taking the grates out. I was trying to, I don't know, but it was because it was so Yeah, cold. what were you going to do? You weren't. Right. Gonna, and then it started. The there wasn't one. This is it. Ribs or nothing. No, my father was making a ham. But after four attempts, got it on. And then like an hour into it, the flame did go out. But it was super windy. We should have, because we're all... I mean, Josh is a foodie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm minor in foodie. Oh, Chris I'm, a, has got, I'm a snob. Chris has got into grilling or smoking in the, over the past year or so. We need to have like a cooking episode once. I think I mean, that's a segment. I've had other people call me a grill master. Other oh people. yeah. Easy. Like I, I'm a grill. I am a grill master. I'll call myself that, but other people have called me that too. So. Uh, today's the day Flash dies, gentlemen. I totally forgot about that. Today yeah. is the day. Uh, and Windows, uh, a small little update is going to uh, warn people that to uninstall Flash if they haven't installed. Oh, no kidding. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, next episode, I'll talk about Windows Admin Center. Are you guys using that yet? No. I, I, Man, I, it's I know sweet. I saw it in Discord. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, man, it is. Nice. We'll talk about that next episode. Chris, write yeah. that down on the agenda. Hey, I hope all of you, both of you, have a great day, a great New Year's. Chris has had his headphones on backwards the entire episode. Has he? Yes. It's like 1030 in the morning. What do you expect? <laughs> oh, they're fixed now. Are they? No, they're backwards. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good New Year's. Be safe. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.